0: FOREVER! DOG! Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew,
1: and hey everybody else,
0: and welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell, to tell the, on the pod. pod. It is a
1: podcast about scary stories, urban legends, spooky things that you tell us about. Uh, we talk a lot about the Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark series by Alvin Schwartz with illustrations by Stephen Gamble, um, and also we just chat. You know, we have a good time. We're comedians who don't like being scared, but we like talking about scary things. So think of the energy of this podcast like um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus mm-hmm. is in Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and um, she sees the dog with a human face, and she goes, that dog's face is making me thirsty.
0: It's exactly that. <laughs> it's exactly that. That's what the podcast is. That's um, it. Yeah, and Andrew and I, we wanted to show you guys that we contain multitudes, so we have been spending the last summer um, sort of at summer camp, emotionally, psychologically, and smell-wise, um, exploring um, different campfire stories that you guys send in, which we love, and we will continue Always. to feature them. Don't be afraid. Please um, do We will do that. We will keep doing our scary advice, um, and we will continue having cool guests on. Um, we we like to remind you guys that spooky isn't seasonal. You can be ghost all year round. Um, True, but it is nice to be back in your home state of Scaresylvania, and it's it's just <laughs> nice that it's autumn. Um, yeah, it sure
1: is. I'm sort of staring it, down uh,
0: the barrel of how much has been lost and stolen from us due to COVID. Um, oh boy! But as another season uh, changes, but you know it's nice that it's scarves. That's, um, true.
1: that's true. <laughs> we can all um we can all pretend we have jaw lines if we put a scarf as tight as possible around our necks.
0: Oh yeah. I am a circle, but sometimes <laughs> if I put a belt on, I can be an 8. That's
1: and hey, 8s That's eight. what for most of human existence, that's the body shape people were going for. Oh yeah. So that's something to remind yourself.
0: I look like a merchant's daughter for sure. <laughs> um <laughs> And today it's an exciting day, Andrew, and I'm humbled to be this the, the standard bearer. We are for the first time in many months reading you a story from the uh, "Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark" book series, collected from folklore by Alvin Schwartz with illustrations by uh, Stephen Campbell. Ooh! And this story is for you, and it's for me, and it's for Ladybird, and it's for everyone. Um, this story is from Scary Stories: Three More Tales to Chill Your Bones. Oh, so get your damn bones ready. Get your I bone get cozies
1: in a in a bundle.
0: Yeah, keep them together for warmth. And um, Ladybird's looking at me like she's scared because she normally <laughs> is, and and maybe it's because of the story. Um, so if you have like a a warm thing to hold, hold onto it. If you want to, maybe dim the lights. Maybe light a candle. Don't 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 jerk off.
1: Just don't listen. do that, please. Don't.
0: Sometimes getting ready for scary stories can look a lot like getting ready for Jo. That's not what this is. <laughs> you're welcome yeah. to. Most people don't.
1: Yeah, I think I think for me it's like again, not to yuck anybody's yum. I'm just saying that if that's where you're going with this, I think maybe there are other podcasts that it would be more attuned to it. Because just a heads up, like Ann and I at some point are going to talk about the movie sleepy hollow it just it's inevitable it will happen and sometimes that can be counterintuitive to self-pleasure
0: i mean not for me ultimately but <laughs> i guess hearing two bfas talking about it is not very erotic but get to the story okay we're getting there um and just so you know this is not a primarily like a, a well-researched folklore based podcast we are two chatty comedians with bare minimum industry heat so we are very chatty it's a chatty (laughs) podcast
1: it is but we have fun we have
0: fun you jury's out but um (laughs) but we love you okay great so this is from page eight in the scary story story more tales to chill your bones we don't think we've done this story before but if we have if we have just start screaming and we'll get to you Right. Um,
1: um, every scream will be responded to. It just might take until the end of your life.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> or even after we'll get <laughs> it there. It could be after eternity is very long. Okay. <laughs> this story is called the bus stop.
1: Uh. a fave,
0: a fave. Ed Cox was driving home from work in a rainstorm. Okay. The vibe is handsome. I'm sorry.
1: Yep. First name, last name, two syllables.
0: Two syllables. Um, He's driving home from work. He has a car. He has a job. It's raining. I'm in.
1: I'm in. You know what? We might have spoke too soon about that self-pleasure thing.
0: Yeah. You know what? Go for it. Let's see. Uh, Okay. (laughs) While he waited for a traffic light to change, he saw a young woman standing alone at a bus stop. She had no umbrella and was soaking wet. Are you going toward Farmington, he called? Andrew, that's where you're from, right?
1: That is where all farmers are from is Farmington. Don't ask questions.
0: Yes, I am, she said. Would you like a ride home? I would, she said, and she got in. My name is Joanna Finney. Thank you for rescuing me. I'm Ed Cox, he said, Mm. and you're welcome. Okay, if they don't have sex, I'm mad at both of them. This is this
1: is certainly the most sensual opening to a scary story we've read thus far.
0: <laughs> That's true. This is sort of like the rom-com um, mm-hmm. version of the story. Two first name and last names, and we get
1: a repetition of what... So we're like supposed to know these characters' names.
0: And they're hitting it off.
1: They're hitting it off. She they said her name, she Farmington. said a sentence.
0: He said his name, he said a sentence. Mm -hmm. it's great on the way they talked and talked she told him about her family and okay right away wow little i mean poor boundaries are a sign of poor boundaries but that's fine (laughs) um told him about her family and her job and where she had gone to school and he told her about himself
1: Hmm. yeah that (laughs) strange strange to not Strange not get yeah. details. That reads to me. He talked
0: about his swords. I <laughs> 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 himself. That was her. Yeah. How was, how was he? He talked about himself. Mm.
1: Yeah. He, he talked, I talked about my family and stuff and then he talked about himself.
0: I'm just picturing her like, yeah, it's just hard. Cause my dad has a chronic health issue. So, you know, we all kind of rally around him and like, I'm the oldest. So there's a lot expected on me and like, you know, and, and work is kind of crazy, but it's like a female dominated industry. So it is like really difficult to like keep on top of work. And he's like, and then he's like, the, the thing about a well-balanced blade is, uh, it's harder <laughs> to find online. You're really like, going to I have go, milk
1: for breakfast.
0: I have squares in my home. Some are furniture. <laughs> others are painting. He's so creative and smart. I have milk with my steak dinner. <laughs> oh my God it's many it's a lot of dairy sure does okay um she was like i went to nyu he was like nunchucks are only for the nobility um (laughs) okay by the time they got to her house the rain had stopped
1: hi everybody tim heidecker here with huge news we have
0: i'm glad it rained ed said would you like to go out tomorrow after work i'd love to joanna said she asked him to meet her at the bus stop since it was near her office they had such a good time They went out many times after that. Always they would meet at the bus stop, and off they would go. Ed liked her more each time he saw her. But one night, when they had a date to go out, Joanna did not appear. Ed waited at the bus stop for almost an hour. Something is wrong, he thought, and he drove to her house in Farmington. Hmm. An older woman came to the door. I'm Ed Cox, he said, Maybe Joanna told you about me. I had a date with her tonight. We were supposed to meet at the bus stop near her office, but she didn't show up. Is she all right? The woman looked at him as if he had said something strange. I am Joanna's mother, she said slowly. Joanna isn't here now, but why don't you come in? Ed pointed to a picture on the mantel. That looks just like her, he said. It did, once. Her mother replied, but that picture was taken when she was your age, about 20 years ago. A few days later, she was waiting in the rain at that bus stop. A car hit her and she was killed. The end. Oh, Andrew.
1: First of all, to coin a phrase, Joanne is a manic pixie scream girl. I'm just going to (laughs) say it.
0: Andrew, I hope you're ready to be rich because that just <laughs> clinched it. Oh, I'm my God. Sure, Manic I'm Scream sure some, someone wrote that in the live. journal. Oh, in no. 2002. This is the first you invented it. Um, <laughs> I don't care if other people have done it before. I'm crediting you. This is. Uh, yeah. Some people will call it the vanishing hitchhiker, which is a very common trope of yep. scary stories. But ultimately, this is Manic Pixie Scream Girl. The best the best girlfriends are ghosts. The best girls are ghosts. Because you get older and they stay the same age. (laughs) First of all. Second of all, all. Andrew, this story is a classic for a reason because it is scary. Mm -hmm. And um, it's in the very first portion of this third installment in the series called When Death Arrives, which is captioned uh, when death arrives. It is usually the end of a story. But in these stories, it is only the beginning. Okay, so again, this is the vanishing hitchhiker is a very ancient storytelling myth. Uh, This also, the appointment which we did um, is Mm -hmm. part of that. Uh, Death. uh, Hello, Kate is another manic pixie scream girl. Absolutely. Yes. Um, Guy walking in the woods finds a girl. He's she's a ghost. It's a whole thing. Um, This to me, like, I think it has a lot to do with loneliness. Like Mm -hmm. this guy was by himself in the car. She's by herself on the bench. Um, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, being in your twenties, being a young person working, um, living at home while having an office job. That's hard. Mm. Um, Andrew, what's, what stands out to you about this story? What is scary to you about this?
1: I think you pointing out loneliness really speaks to me about the story um, especially something I had not picked up from him before is how many dates they went on.
0: I also know? was confused. I thought for sure after the first time he would go, I guess you and I are just used to like being <laughs> to coin a phrase ghosted, uh, because <laughs> there's no dating apps in this time period. It said in the very typical scary stories, sort of vague past yeah. of like 1940, something to 1980, whatever. Um,
1: right. I'm this. So, so that's interesting to me. I also will say, you joke about it, but I do wonder if this is actually where the term ghosted comes from. Like, it feels <laughs> like this feels like exactly what that looks like, where it's like you you have a good thing going and then suddenly this person disappears. I think the other thing to me is I feel the other thing that kind of chills me is I- including the mother in the narrative. like. Yeah. The fact that, like, this has maybe happened before. I know.
0: I was like, oh, my God. I wonder if, like, a bunch of weird guys are just coming to her house being like, hey, uh, Joanna promised (laughs) an H.J. if I was nice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that, that to me, I think that scares me a lot because it's like. The idea about being a parent is that your kid goes through their adolescence and young years and you like endure that difficult part of your life to then enjoy them in your older life and them their adulthood. And if they're stuck in that time period, then you're just dealing with doofy boyfriends until you die. <laughs> oh,
0: no, that stings. So many Eds. Yeah. So many ads. Um, so uh, why don't you have other stuff going on? Why do you have all this free time to like give strangers rides places? This doesn't sound like being of service. It sounds like you saw a wet woman and we're like jackpot. Um, <laughs>
1: what's yeah. What's your, um, What's your sense? I mean, I know this operates under a different code of, uh, social mores because it exists in the scary stories universe. Um, nowadays do not offer a wet person a ride, correct?
0: Uh, Oh, I don't know, Andrew, you and I are not car people, so I guess we know less about this than others. Um, my mom once gave a woman a ride. She picked up a It wasn't that far. She was just going from, I think, a bus stop to church. And I remember her, after doing it, being like, that is something you do to be of service. And also, I sort of regret doing that with you in the car. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I don't know what to take away (laughs) from this, but it certainly was a neutral day for all. Um, Oh, I just had one more thought about the mom, which is that it's weird that... (laughs) Like what a morbid way to say like oh that looks like her it did once now she looks like a damn skeleton
1: I know she looks
0: like a worm food car accident like don't just say yeah that yeah yeah she's
1: dead (laughs) she's a ghost you got you got ghost dated
0: you got ghost dated Um, I
1: the other way that story could have gone is that like, that was her once 20 years ago. And it just, just reveal is that she's 20 years older than he expected.
0: And then he's like, I got to fucking go. Yeah, um, this I is got- worse
1: than anything that has ever happened to anyone.
0: <laughs> that was my first thought with this was like, that was, this is why it's scary to men is the idea of going out with a woman their own age. Um, first <laughs> of all, second of all, oh no, I guess, well, I think I just pictured that he was older, yeah. Um, but yeah, like the idea of dating an older woman is terrifying. Um, and I think that I really do think that plays into the terror. I'm sorry. Um, I think it's scary, um, to imagine dipping into that generation, like your mother's generation. There's sort of this Oedipal fear going on. Um, but also having a painting or a portrait on a mantle is scary. Having a mantle is scary.
1: Yeah, you're the odds of you having something supernatural happen to you if you have a mantle, it it really bumps up, I think.
0: It definitely bumps up. Um yeah, I I also was struck by the idea that they went on multiple dates. Um I'll say I've always thought this that the loss of like a new exciting relationship is always something that I cry over more than the end of actual relationships. Oh yeah. Like the, when you're excited about someone, you don't know enough. You haven't been hurt by them yet. Like it just stinks way more when someone you're excited about falls through. Um. So I, I really know. feel for Ed.
1: I've gotten emotional before. This is very embarrassing, but one time I was in this is when this one Chris and I lived in New York, but I was visiting Los Angeles and I saw a touring production of Once <laughs> because a friend oh. was in it in LA, and I was like, "Oh, I'll see this." And um, I got very—I don't know that it was the show, but like, it put the thought in my head. I was like very emotional afterwards, and I called Chris, like teary-eyed, because I was, I was grateful but also so sad about the pro, like how Chris and I like met and started dating was so sort of serendipitous and how like as easily it just couldn't have happened. And the thought of it not happening oh. made me very sad. So I know what you mean, Anna.
0: Oh my God. Once it really makes you cry. Um, <laughs> does. I wanted to quickly read from the, the um, notes section in the back of the book. Oh, please have these notes and sources because these are of course, not just stories from these books, but stories from folklore from uh, mankind um. so this is what it has to say about the bus stop Um. this is from the family of vanishing hitchhiker stories which in which a ghost returns in human form it is usually seen on a street corner late at night or during a storm those are two spooky times of day cool. and is offered a ride at home in a car but when the driver arrives at his destination the passenger has disappeared in the story the bus stop the ghost remains in human form for several weeks before disappearing this ghost story is based on several versions. One is a recollection by Barbara Carmer Schwartz. I wonder if that's his mother. Um, oh, that'd be fun. From the 1940s in Delmar, New York. There's also a version a version in which the young man loses his mind when he learns that the young woman is a ghost. Oh. Um, and then it refers you to Things That Go Bump in the Night, which is a book. Um, oh, yes. A similar story was told in ancient Rome. It involved a young woman named Philinion philineon (laughs) philineon should i say it a hundred more times
1: i wish you would
0: philineon who died then six months later was seen with a man she loved who did not know of her death when Hmm. her parents learn of her appearance they rush to see her she accuses them of interfering in her quote-unquote life then dies a second time (gasps) time is a a flat circle extremely dramatic Yes. I'm trying to be a sexual being, and you being here is making that impossible. <laughs> I'm trying to be horny, and the fact that you're asking me about my day is literally ruining that. Um,
1: I will truly die a second time I'm if gonna, you show up at this Cheesecake Factory
0: again. I'm trying to get it in. <laughs> oh my God. First of all, second of all, like being seen with a guy you used to date six months later is like very classic. Oh,
1: right. Very classic. Yeah, I love I really do love the trope of this. Um, I Something I'm curious about is like, I don't know if there was anyone else at that bus stop like I can see the movie, which is sort of about like um, someone who has a hard time getting dates and she's at this bus stop and she like sees this ghost getting picked up all the time and she's like. Oh, my God. (laughs) I would just pretend
0: to be a ghost. Oh. I'd be like, boo, boo. That's not a bad idea. I guess the idea is that he finds out after. But maybe if in my head, like an acting class where you have a secret. Oh, yeah. Like if my secret were that I'm a ghost. Maybe that.
1: I wonder. I'll bet you that there is a subculture of people who pretend to be ghosts.
0: We got to find out. I'm Googling I'm it. I'm curious. I'm Googling yeah. it.
1: Google. Um, I Anna, I'm so excited to be reading these stories again, mainly because we can cast them.
0: Oh <gasps> yes.
1: So who would you cast? I have I have an impulse, but I'm curious to know yours.
0: Okay, great. I just looked up people pretending to be ghosts. Do, 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 do. Um sorry. is it mostly like pranks? No, this is um, it, this is a Tibetan ghost like a folktale um, a story tells of a man who met a ghost while out walking the ghost started walking with him too which made him very frightened although he hid his fear and pretended that he too was a ghost <gasps> they came to a town the ghost left the man resting entered the town and stole the soul of the king's son tying it up in a yak hair sack returning to the man the ghost left the sack in his care for a while the man took the sack into town where the king was in great alarm because his son was dying. The man promised to revive the boy conducting rituals. And at the same time, release the boy's soul from the bag. When the boy revived, the king gave the man half of his properties a reward. Oh, that's, that's a Tibetan folktale called the man and the ghost.
1: I like that.
0: That's great. No, I think we were thinking more about like puppy play type stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With that kind of pretending. Um, but just people who go around with scream masks on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Where they're like, Oh really? I'm supposed to believe that you're from the movie and then they get murdered. And then that's in the next movie.
1: It kind of plays into a dom sub thing where it's like, instead of a dom, there's like an exorcist person, in the relationship, and then there's a ghost and it's
0: like, you can like put them in an amulet. If people aren't doing this for horny times, they really should. Um, That's a (laughs) great idea. What if we just accidentally invented it? I would love that. And, you know, you and I both know with love that our listenership would be the people to perform it. Oh, for sure. And yes. I'm proud of them. We're very proud. Um, getting back to casting it. Um, who's your instinct? Who you want to cast? Okay. My
1: instinct. And it might just be because he's in the news lately. Okay. But I'm thinking of a Chris Evans on the de Armas. <laughs> <you're
0: gonna say. laughs> this is great. This is very good. I like it. I like knowing what I now know about Chris Evans. Um, Combining that with driving a truck feels good. Um, That's great.
1: I feel, and also it's like, there's something about it where, I don't know. It's not, in no universe would I believe that that a character Chris Evans would play would have like a hard time finding a date or something. But there is something interesting to me about that dynamic and kind of putting the power in the hand of the ghost character you know
0: yeah I also um, like Joanne. a a Ben Affleck and a Darmus oh that's
1: interesting <laughs>
0: yes <laughs> I do think is the story of how they met um uh, that he was <laughs> he was driving a truck in the rain and she was a ghost outside I am a I'm a
1: big Chris Evans fan for, really from day one I'll say oh, it. good 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 um
0: I've gotten there yeah. later
1: yeah I think it, apparently he's just the
0: nicest you know? That's good. I hate that. Get rid of them. <laughs> um, that's great. I love that. Yeah. I was thinking like a Rooney Mara. Oh, sure. Someone just who looks like they'd allow themselves to get rained on at a bus that, stop. Oh,
1: totally. There is a type of person who looks better in the rain. And Rooney that's Mara, true. I do think is one of those people.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that really works. I think that works. Um, oh, and then the mother, the mother um, feels like an Ellen Burstyn.
1: Oh, that's really fun.
0: Um, yeah, especially I, I like feel the like the age-wise books. that would work too.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that would be right. Yeah, Ellen Burstyn's a really fun choice for that. I also I think she's so good. She has a lot of um, experience playing a uh, haunted mother, you know. Yes. So I think she, that definitely fits in her.
0: She also I just discovered that she's on Twitter, but only has like three thousand followers.
1: Oh my god, we gotta fix it, Anna. You introduced me to Joyce Car- Joyce Carol Oates being on Twitter, <laughs> and and I followed her, and then that foot picture came up, and I will never be the same.
0: It's all, it's all part of it. You know, like sometimes you're a, a spooky woman, uh, who writes haunting stories and then you repost stuff from the Audubon society. It's like a picture of an (laughs) owl disemboweling a moose or something and put the (laughs) caption beautiful. Sometimes it's like very boomer opinions about the democratic party. Oh boy. It's all good. It's all part of it. It's her being like, "Do we really have to say defund?" And
1: it's like, "Okay."
0: <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's it's like it, yeah, it's definitely like it she wouldn't post a video of the cops doing the Macarena, but like <laughs> she would like it.
1: Yes, yes. She'd think about it. Her finger would hover over the retweet, but It would have um oh, I would love to see the film adaptation of this.
0: I would too. Yeah, I'm sure I guess it's hard. It's one of these stories. It's sort of like a uh aha. Uh-huh. Like there's yeah. nowhere to go once you have that realization.
1: I would wager that in the in the film sequel they will draw from this story. I just have a feeling. Yeah, I think we covered it. We um, covered it. I'm so glad we this was a this was a really iconic one that I'm surprised we had not covered before, but I know it's me nice too. that we've done it.
0: Yeah. Um, um Andrew, did anything scary happen to you this week?
1: Oh, okay. I'm going to tell you. So, first of all, a number one, the 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 almost shooting your pants curse really came back around to (sighs) me again today. Andrew, what's going on? I don't know. Maybe this is this is being 33. I'm not sure. Um, and I was in a park, which God help us all. But. Luckily, there was a bathroom, the twist, no lock on the door, but I held the handle the whole time. It turned out fine. I'm sorry.
0: No, this is what's Um, happening with COVID is that like we're all hanging out all day outside in the park if we can in our leisure time and we have not yet figured out the bathroom issue.
1: It's true. And now and I will I become the sort of person who who emails um, the parks department to talk about the locks not working on the stalls? Maybe. But Surprisingly, that is not my scary thing that happened to me this week. I'm actually going to borrow a story told to me by my father-in-law that made oh, me laugh so hard good. that I think falls into the genre of accidental scary story in which you, your mistake is perceived by someone else to be a very scary thing. Okay. <laughs> um, Tom was telling the story <laughs> that he was when, like, this was 20 something years ago. He was taking um, one of my brother-in-law's friends home. In like a carpool And uh, he hadn't taken this kid home in a long time But every time he did The the kid's grandmother would be at the window Waving And um, they're driving down the street And uh, the kid says Do you remember which house is mine? And Tom just you know Remembering the past kind of jokingly says Yeah I can see your grandma waving in the window And there's a pause And the kid said But my grandma died last week <sighs> Tom, which
0: that could there happen.
1: Was no, and Tom was like, there was no time to like correct oh. the mistake. So I was like, you accidentally created a ghost story for that kid.
0: Oh I no! Feel so bad. Oh my god!
1: Did but he? But it did make me laugh.
0: Oh my god! That poor man. <laughs> Forget the kid. That poor man.
1: I think. I mean, maybe it's a comfort to the kid.
0: Maybe like my grandma's
1: still hanging around the house. Is she
0: hanging? Oh my god, that's um, so scary. Maybe he did I see know. her and then forgot.
1: Maybe maybe it's it was just too scary for him to for him to dwell on.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Good story. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, how about you, Anna? Um, my scary thing is that I saw a scary movie, which I know doesn't count, but it is what happened. Um, we went. Uh, Jason and I got a zip car, and we went with our friends Rachel and and David Sidorov. And we saw a drive in movie on the um, in Brooklyn and Greenpoint. We saw at midnight uh, because the Matrix at nine o'clock was, you guessed it, sold out. We did go at midnight to see From Dusk Till Dawn. Yes. Oh my God. This is, uh, and I got confused because I originally didn't want to see it because I thought, I was like, oh, it's like a Robert Rodriguez movie that's like in the same. Like I used to be really into Once Upon a Time in Mexico, and I was like, I just don't want to see a lot of people get shot, like with no, sure, sure. whatever. But then we watched the trailer, and it's like a pretty straightforward shoot 'em up movie where George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino do, in fact, play brothers. <laughs> and halfway through, with no warning, it becomes a vampire movie.
1: It is such a deep shock.
0: It is one of the wildest movies. Like deeply mid nineties problematic. Um, But (laughs) Quentin Tarantino wrote it and was like, at least he had like the self-awareness to be like, I'm going to play a um, like sex offender. But uh, he was definitely like, who looks like my brother. It is a post ER George Clooney who David pointed out had done. It was his first big film role. Right. <laughs> is, we were watching it like, how close are those guys? Why would he do this movie? But it was his first like starring film role where he, his costume is George Clooney plus That's it. temporary neck tattoo. Like <laughs> in the movie, it's a neck tattoo, but he really just looks like the Nespresso salesman that he is plus neck tattoo. It looks sort of like a Met Gala sort of lace. Like George Clooney with a neck tattoo doesn't look like that. It, um, it is.
1: That is a thing that feels costumey where it's like George Clooney would so never have a neck tattoo that seeing him right. with one is very silly.
0: Right. Um, but also uh, the vampire is very scary. They start off as, as hot titty ladies. Um, yes. And then they turn into like very Star Trek looking sort of lizard head ladies. Yeah. Um. And all of your fave Robert Rodriguez faves are in it. You've got your Selma Hayek oh, who yeah. plays a snake stripper who turns into a vamp who's very scary and um, Danny Trejo's in it as he, his character. He looks just like young Danny Trejo. Yes. And he be
1: cast as young Danny Trejo.
0: Yeah. Because he is that. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, but it was a little scary. It's very fun, but it was so nice to go to a drive-in. If you guys can make it happen, I know. I really want to go and watch some like spooky movies. Yeah, it was so enjoyable to look at big movie. I hate that our brains are so stupid that like bigger movie, but bigger is sort of. You mean a person can be big? Yeah. Yeah, it feels nice.
1: I, something that I remember from that movie too, because yeah, as you're saying this, I'm realizing you're totally right. This was his first big film role and he still had his like Caesar haircut in it. He
0: did. He had his ER hair. It was definitely was something he shot between, between uh, seasons.
1: And I would bet you anything. He had signed a contract to keep his hair that way. Oh yeah. Because... Because, you know, he probably was like, oh, maybe I would shave my head, blah, blah. No. And they were like, absolutely not. You are keeping the Caesar hair. That is what is keeping the show going.
0: Yes. Yeah. And they didn't even put any like gel in it. No,
1: it's very. That was a funny time in the 90s where like women's hair was so particular and so done and men's hair was like, you got it. We want it. That's it.
0: It's here. I cut it. It's cleanish. Why are we still talking? <laughs> oh, uh, that's a
1: good. That's a good scary. Uh, something scary that happened to you this week.
0: Oh, thank you. Yours is too. I think we both kind of nailed it. I
1: do too. Um, oh, this is so fun to get back to our normal swing of things.
0: I know. It feels good. It's very grounding. Oh,
1: and speaking of which, uh, if you haven't, we'd love maybe a little five-star review from you on iTunes or wherever you rate your podcasts. Wherever books and, are uh, sold. Wherever podcast books are sold. And um, and of course, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter uh, at Story underscore pod. And what else?
0: And get, get out. out. Forever.
1: Forever. <laughs>